Gas prices have been going up a lot lately, and they'll probably continue to. KUCI offers a few tips to help curb this burden. First, if you live close to your school or work, consider riding a bike. It's healthier for you and for the environment, and it can actually be a lot of fun. If that won't work for you, we recommend that you make sure your vehicle is as empty as possible. In other words, don't keep junk in your trunk. Any unnecessary weight can have a huge impact on your mileage over the long run. So considering the skyrocketing cost of gas, it's a great time to break the four-wheel habit. You'll get great exercise, increase your energy, and elevate your overall mood. Plus, it's great for the environment. And you'll never have to worry about getting stuck in traffic again and have a great parking spot. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hi there, you're listening to Get the Funk Out. I'm your host, Janine. You can also catch the show streaming live at KUCI.org 24-7. And coming up right now, we have Nick Jordan calling in. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful this morning. Thank you very much. Now, you're also joined by a birthday girl, I understand. Indeed, we are. She's right here. Good morning. Michelle, is it? Good morning. Good morning. Your name is Michelle? Yes, this is Michelle Yixigian. And you're you're part of this whole group on the Board of Directors? That's correct. I actually co-chair our education section of our board, and what we do is present the opportunity to fundraise to different schools, and uh, we help inspire our kids to get out there and be a part of solving this crisis and learn about philanthropy. Well, I actually heard about it through a colleague of mine, Kelly Bennett, and uh, I was very interested in having you on the show because of what you're doing. Could you tell me more about Wells of Life? Well, I'd love to just answer that because, first of all, it has a beautiful ring to it, I hope you agree. Yes. And Wells of Life was actually founded in 2008 during a trip uh, to Uganda, Rwanda and Burundi that I took. I actually took the trip to visit 12 schools, uh, four of them. A very wonderful group of uh, friends, family, and friends of mine had uh, built. And during the course of two weeks, a lot of travel, about 1,800 miles, I got a complete view, an overview of life in East Africa. And, of course, I thought by building a school, uh, we would solve the majority of the challenges that people face. I was, I was hit with the immediate realization after seeing about six schools that we had, as we say in Ireland, the cart before the horse. There were a lack of girls attending school. And I kept noticing this and wondered, maybe there just weren't that many girls in East Africa or specifically in uh, Uganda, until I was told, well, we have a lack of water. The girls are actually hauling water along with their mothers. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, you know, any of us that have, you know, children would say, that does not seem fair. I mean, why provide a school and only have boys attend when uh, everybody deserves uh, an opportunity to be educated? That's right. So at the end of two weeks, I had an opportunity to sit down and actually had a full day of rest before flying back to California. And in a beautiful garden of a guest house, Wells of Life was created. Mm. Um, I took out some scratch paper and a pen, and I wrote a business plan 
that would create Wells of Life as a freestanding charity uh, that would make uh, water available to a million people. So how that looks is a water well provides clean water to 1,000 people approximately. Now, Janine, mm-hmm. some days I actually wish that I had dropped one of the zeros because yes. after water wells, upon reflection, is a lot of water wells. It is. But that's what we committed to because Uganda has the same population as California, 32 million people approximately. Whew, I didn't realize it was that big. It's very big. And mm-hmm. of that, there are 12 million people in that country alone that lack access to water and clean water. So Wells of Life made the firm commitment when I say a firm commitment, I mean it's not negotiable. We're not going to change our mind when things get tough and challenges come along and maybe we fall into a little funk Yes. in your vernacular. So, no, we made a commitment to bring clean water to a 1,000 communities, and that's what we stand for. Tell me about the people that are behind you helping to support you, because this is a huge endeavor. It is. It's a huge commitment, but there are a relatively small number of extremely committed people. Um, we have uh, a, a group of five board members, and then we have a wonderful group of volunteers. And I think this was best displayed at our second annual gala at Mission Viejo Country Club. Um, this past weekend, on, right? Yeah, exactly, on Saturday night. So mm-hmm. we're all still feeling a little bit of the afterglow of an amazing night. That's and nice. we have uh, tremendous uh, support from our youth, specifically young people are really coming to Wells of Life in large numbers. And this is what I'd like to just ask Michelle, because she has done such an amazing job on reaching out to our youth and to inspire them to be basically the philanthropists of our next generation. So, Michelle, would you like to just talk about some of our youth and what they've done, because they've inspired all of us? Well, sure. Well, this year we had a young lady, Katie Altman, who uh, did a fundraiser at La Kenyatta Flint Ridge Sacred Heart Academy. Mm-hmm. She uh, created her own fundraiser after Nick and I went and did a presentation and let them know about the need. Uh, they they worked the entire week of World Water Week, and they raised the funds for half a well. And at the end of that, we we reached out to a local uh, anonymous donor who matched the funds, so they were able to complete a well for a community in Uganda. We also have a local girl, Chrissy Chung, who's a senior at Mission Viejo High School, who has also taken this cause on. She started at the end of last school year and is carrying it through this year and trying to pass it on to her, uh, her, her friends through her clubs in the younger grades so that it's an ongoing contribution. We also uh, were recently phoned by a young lady. Her name is Leighton Mose. She's from San Antonio, Texas. She attends Alamo Heights High School, and her science teacher told her last year about how many children die every day for lack of clean water, and she was shocked. She said she wanted to make a difference, and she approached her teacher and said, would you help me fundraise for, uh, for water? And then she went online and researched water organizations, found our site, and contacted me and decided to fundraise through our organization, and she's just an amazing girl. We were so impressed with her, you know, taking this on completely on her own. And we actually flew her out. We had a donor sponsor a ticket for her and her older sister to come and uh, attend our event and inspire everyone with her story. Just invaluable. We 
we were shocked to find out that of all the the causes that are supported, less it's it's barely twenty percent of the population that actually gives towards any type of charity. And when we realized that, we we just thought, wow, you know what? Most of our kids don't even know that these opportunities exist to give. And not only that, what a gift it is to give, to use your, you know, your talent, to be able to sit around face-to-face with your peers and come up with ideas, and also to be able to go home and share it with your family is just invaluable. You know, we really want to make a difference with this generation. It's It's become a very self-focused world out there, and um, yes. this is something that the kids can bring to their families, to their peers, to other organizations, and it really connects all the different communities. And then that's how we feel that we'll be able to tackle this solution, and it, it makes it not seem so large and so you know, difficult to work on when everybody plays a part. And for those of you just tuning in, we're talking with Michelle and Nick from Wells of Life. This is Get the Funk Out Show. Let me ask you, Michelle, how is it that you're helping to spread the word to to teens nowadays? How are they hearing about this? Well, through our own friends and connections, we're letting them know. And just like our fundraiser on Saturday evening, we reached out to several of our supporters, and we asked them to encourage people to come. And once they uh, take a look at it, believe it or not, they're saying, you know what, I'd like my children to be involved. And it's just kind of, you know, snapping people into attention that, wow, maybe I didn't uh, do enough of this with my family. So the main the main way is literally mouth-to-mouth, word-to-word. We start talking to our friends. They talk to their friends. Uh, the kids get involved. We're invited to speak at a school or a function, and we go. And, and once we do that, we just start getting phone calls from other people who want to be involved. That's great. That's That's the way it spreads. Yes, absolutely. Just word of mouth, and once people see it, they are absolutely on board for it. There's, there's, it's such a simple solution. In fact, we also, you know, calculated that for a community of 1,000 people, the cost of a well is $6,000. That's $6 per life. Mm-hmm. And it's totally doable. Anyone can afford $6. Students are excited about that. They, you know, blow that money at Starbucks on a daily basis. That's so right. when they realize, well, I could do this on an ongoing basis, $6 a month ongoing, once we have 1,000 people, that's 12 wells a year right there. That mm-hmm. that's going to you know provide clean water and a, not just life but education all the all the other opportunities that come with being healthy. Besides the um, kids donating money, let's say, are actual kids coming to Uganda and helping to build wells? Last year we had our first uh, missions trip to Uganda, and we did have a college age young man, Kevin Schaefer, who ended up joining our board. He actually went on the trip with Ethna Keegan, who's in charge of our missions aspect. And as a matter of fact, Leighton, uh, the gal who came from San Antonio, would like to attend our next trip, which is the end of next year. It'll be in November 2014. So yes, anybody who would express an interest in attending is certainly welcome to contact us and uh, we'll get them, you know, connected with the process of actually going there. And tell me a little bit about the impact of building these water wells. I mean, I know uh, on your website, it says infant mortality has dropped 50% with the installation of a water well. But tell me a little bit more about that. Well, the the impact is the difference between life and death. Mm-hmm. And it, it obviously takes a moment of just reflection to realize how critical water is. I know, you know, this morning I had a shower, brushed my teeth, had a glass of water. 
there was no shortage of water in my life. And for the most time, most part, I'd say everybody that's listening this morning uh, to your show uh, does not have a challenge of water. Yes. But in 2008, when I took a trip uh, to Uganda and East Africa, I was clearly not prepared for what I was going to see. And that was that the number one problem that was front and center was lack of water. And in addition to lack of water, it was dirty water. Because in the absence of water, a mother is forced to give her child water that is infected with as many as 100 horrible organisms. And that child, she knows, is going to die. I mean, what a life sentence for, for a person to have to receive. So in Uganda, everywhere it was obvious Um, in a positive light, that if you could just provide water, you could literally bring the miracle of life to a community. And it took a little while, I think, for me to to think this through to a point where uh, all of the different commitments that I had, and I had many commitments in both family life and in philanthropy, a lot of them paled in comparison when given the opportunity of bringing clean water to villages, because it becomes the catalyst that generates possibility. It brings hope, it brings life, mm-hmm. and it brings education. So when a water well is installed, as Michelle said, for $6,000, and this is not a one, you know, this is not something that will help them in 2013. A water well brings water for decades, 20, 30, 40 years. So it's a one-time investment. You should see the smiles on the faces of mothers at a water well when you provide it, because I have never seen beautiful faces. Uh, Actually, uh, you know, as a Christian, it is as close to seeing the face of God as you will ever come on this earth when you see mothers that know that their children will not die for lack of water. Mm -hmm. They will not have to walk three miles every day carrying 44 pounds on their heads. Janine, I have to tell you this, as as a man, I'm 55 years old, and I'm a relatively strong Irish man, and I could not carry 44 pounds of water on my head if you actually forced me to. And yet, we have mothers that probably a lot of the time, you know, strap a child to their back and carry 44 pounds of water every day. Now, what an honor it is to be able to be the person that donates the funds for the well that saves that mother and another 500 mothers' lives. Yes. Because there is nothing that brings better value to a human heart than to know that their life is important and that they are serving others. And I guess my journey to Uganda, it taught me something, that anything that I've ever been able to do pales in comparison to what I've received by bringing the gift of clean water and involving other people in it and being able to speak publicly about the need Because in our world today, there's got to be a thousand challenges that we can do very little about. But this one challenge is the biggest challenge the world faces because lack of water will be the cause of the next war. It will be the cause of the next insurrection and revolution. And that is just a practical, pragmatic way of looking at it. So by providing clean water, Every person in this country and world can, can stand, lock arms around the cause and say, we are better as a, as a group of human beings uh, when we provide the human right of water to all. 
And that's what we stand for. We just simply say that no child should have to die for something as basic as a glass of water. And that's why when I see our youth, uh, my nine-year-old son got to stand up on the stage on Saturday night and read a letter from his adopted brother, whose name is Tresor, in Uganda. And that letter said, thank you for bringing clean water to our village. Thank you for stopping the pain. And thank you for making sure that my mom does not have to walk every day to the well. Janine, it doesn't get any more personal than that. It doesn't. I have chills. I mean, phew. You know, and, and you're empowering young people today. I think I heard Michelle say it to be less selfish and to do something with meaning because we're so fortunate. So many people don't take the time to say, wow, look at what I have, you know. Absolutely, and when they really see what true suffering looks like and what lack looks like, it really does uh, slap you out of that angst and (laughs) self-pity because you realize how blessed we are to be living here in in this world. And not only that, when you realize what a blessing your difference, your actions can make. Mm-hmm. It, just, it just really does uh, provide an invaluable uh, aspect of life. And, you know, it's Mother Teresa who said, if you can't save 100 children, save one. Yes. One yes. life. I mean, to be able to make a difference for one life is unbelievable for such a small amount of money. I know. When you think about what people pay to... Uh use their Apple, iPhone, whatever, a month. I mean, that is so much money that they could take a drop of that, do some meaning, you know, donate some money for something so meaningful. We have to wrap up in a few minutes. Tell me about some of your goals. Certainly. Um, Our goals, our our main goal is to make this a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. And that's how we believe that we can solve the world water crisis. It starts out with, obviously, awareness. I mean, anybody today who would like to know about the lack of water in the world has the information. It takes two moments to find it, you know, on one of the search engines. And let me just underline it, how important it is. There's a billion people today that do not have clean water. And that number is going to grow to two billion in the next 25 years. And I can promise every listener that was basically going to be the biggest challenge the world will face. Our goal is to have every school child reach out with their $6 solution and say, I will put my hand up for a world where I will save one life. That would be the difference that I'm going to make. And I promise every single child, person, young adult that does that, it will give them a cause that some will dedicate for the rest of their lives to. It will teach them about having a commitment. Because I feel we have a world today where we have a younger generation that can be very easily lost. Yes. And the thing that determines and defines a generation is their commitment to service. Now, I'm an immigrant. I came here in 1986. I had very little money, but I had a huge passion for being a success. And the reason I got to be successful was because I kept my commitment to work hard. had so many people help me, and now is the time to give back. So the big overall goal is to make this a club for everybody. Let's take a stand that makes water a basic human right. But let's involve our our school children and and couple them with our corporations. We have our corporate titans Mm -hmm. that have so much money that they can give for something that's a powerful cause. So we join our families. 
with our um, with our corporations, and we provide clean water. And finally, the very last point is okay. to take a trip to come to us as Wells of Life and say, I want to go and see firsthand the difference that I can make because my life was in a certain vein before I left for my trip. I came back with a renewed, determined spirit to basically raise water awareness and to bring clean water to a million people and surround myself by people that will not take no for an answer, that won't back down, and that want to raise up their children where they will be an absolute credit as young people and as citizens of the world. That's tremendous. Michelle and Nick, please tell me the website where people can find more information about this. Yes, it's wellsoflife.org. Okay. Any last bit of information you want to share before we wrap up? I'll leave that to Michelle, the birthday girl. All right. Thank you. Well, I would just say that um, I hope that your listeners really take the time and give this some thought. Uh, Anybody who's facing challenges in life, you know, looking outside of your your issues and looking around and saying, you know, where can I make a difference? I really hope that we've inspired your listeners today to search that out and search their heart, not only through giving, but also through giving as a community. Uh, really does bring things full circle and allow us to really focus on things that are really important. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for calling into the show today. This has been incredible. Thank you, Janine. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. And Michelle, happy birthday. Thank you. If you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up on my blog in just a little bit by, I'd say, about 11. You've been listening to Get the Funk Out. The show blog is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. And uh, that was Nick and Michelle from Wells of Life. And first part of the show, we had Marcella Lewin from My Comic Book Adventure. And all of his information will be on there as well as well as a link to the conversation in the first half of the show. If you want to find out about being a guest on the show, it's very easy. Just send an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at K-U-C-I dot org. Have a great Monday, everybody. Up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. I'll be back here next week. 